You're listening to The Wellness Advocate with Dr. Kendra Pearson. This ain't a song for the broken hearted. Here's Dr. Kendra Pearson. Good morning, Kansas City. You are listening to The Wellness Advocate, and I am your host, Dr. Kendra Pearson, and I am in studio with my good friend, Dr. Adam Boonder. Hello, Kansas City. And we also have Vince, our marketing and social media guru, with us today, but he is uh, recording us Facebook Live right now, so he'll get on the mic here in a little bit. So if you're just tuning in, today we are talking about exercise. We're going to talk about some common myths with exercise, Mm -hmm. and we want to debunk those myths. So, um, Dr. Adam, I know that you exercise, right? Every once in a while. Every once in a while? Every once in a while, (laughs) yes. And uh, actually, crazy as it is, I've been exercising since I was in third grade. I remember my uncle actually gave me his old weight set, put it in the basement, and uh, began lifting at the ripe young age of, what was that, third grade? I don't even remember how old you are when you're in third grade. Nine? But, uh, eight, yeah, nine, yeah. eight, nine, something like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I had literally been exercising for that long. And it's crazy the trends and the differences of um, where exercise has actually come to where it used to be. It was, you know, the the old, well, in fact, there used to be no exercise. You know, people just, they were basically, what I would say, I grew up on a farm. And right. so there was, you know, that farm muscle. You know, the labor type of muscle that you had. And obviously exercise became uh, a pretty big thing. And then bodybuilding became a big thing with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. And um, and now we're really in an era of things like CrossFit, you know. Yeah, there's and, lots of trends in exercise. Yes. There's always that thing that comes out. You know, you've got Jane Fonda and then you got yeah. Paul Abdul, you know. <laughs> then you got the Thai bow guy. What oh, was yes. that? Billy, uh, um, Billy Banks. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, I remember in high school going to a friend's house and doing some Tybo. I, I did Tybo right? yeah. as well when I was younger. <laughs> and uh, Richard uh, Richard Simmons. Simmons. Yeah, yes. there's always these trends. Now we got CrossFit. And, right. You know, of course, yeah, yeah, I don't think yoga's going away anytime soon. Nope. I think that's a, that's a wonderful art of exercise. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, speaking of yoga, I was actually just watching a show. I guess there's now this thing that is uh, yoga with goats. Uh, I, I feel know. like I saw something like right. On Ron's that. shaking his head. Yes, I've heard of this. Um, but you know, there's is it Bikram uh, yoga as well, like hot yoga. There's yoga oh, yeah. with goats. Um, I, you know, I'm sure soon there's going to be yoga with meals um, at um, some point, right? You know, and I Who can't knows? remember exactly when this is, but um, Vince and I went and visited the Leia Center downtown, and mm-hmm. they do yoga there. And I think on Friday evenings or Friday early afternoon, they do a yoga happy hour. They do yoga and then they make like drinks and stuff afterwards. So that would actually be probably pretty entertaining because yoga is all about what balance and and body control. I think they drink after. If you drink before yoga, no. What I'm saying is we can create a new trend here. How fun would that be? No, drunk yoga. (laughs) Well, and maybe we won't go there. We may be counteracting the health benefits, I guess, when it comes to exercise. But you're right, Adam. So that is what's crazy is that you know as generations pass and as as times change you know mm-hmm. before we didn't really have to exercise on purpose because lifestyle was exercising people Absolutely. are working manual labor jobs we're farming mm-hmm. we're keeping ourselves busy but now in this technology age a lot of jobs are desk jobs people yeah. are sitting 8 to 12 hours a day mm-hmm. so you need to make time 
to exercise and move your body to keep your body healthy. Absolutely. Motion is life. And, uh, you know, you know, move it or lose it is what we were talking about even before we started the show is we, we have to be mobile. Our bodies are designed to move. Our brain is constantly sending signals. That's movement of the electricity. Mm-hmm. Our heart is constantly moving. You know, everything within our body is creating movement, but yet on the outside, our physical beings are the one thing that we don't move enough are the muscles. Right. You know? And I think that's that's a big thing that we do have to specifically make time for because if we don't, even if it's a simple walk, you know, it, that's one of the reasons why we are where we're at with our sedentary right. lifestyles, mm-hmm. increasing chronic disease. Um, you know, we can go into the nutrition inside of that as well. You know what always comes to mind? Do you ever do you ever see that Disney movie Wall-E? Yes. With the robot. Uh-huh. And you remember like all the humans are like up in space. Like, yeah. They're super sedentary and they're all rolling around in chairs. Yeah. And it's crazy because there's this timeline in that movie with my four kids, I've watched about every uh, Disney movie, whatever. But mm-hmm. but there's this timeline of, of the captains of the ship over time. And it first started with this really skinny individual. And as time went on, every, you know, new captain weighed a little bit more, you know, became a little mm-hmm. bit more obese. And um, what I thought was interesting is when they were actually showing these people, they showed x-rays of them as well. I remember this specifically. Okay. Um, the science side of me catches on to these little things, but it was showing even how... Uh, their bone density diminished, like their bones got smaller and smaller and smaller. Basically, by the time Wally is there, I mean, they're all hovering around in these like hovering type wheelchairs. Yeah. And for them to actually touch the ground and walk was unheard of. Mm-hmm. But Wally brought that back. So that's always right. good. Right. I love how cinema can always take things to these extremes, but we but there's definitely- There's a reality. Yeah, exactly. In there's those a reason why- we're thinking on that line. Yeah. So we've got to make a change. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Kansas City, this is why Dr. Adam and I, Dr. Adam and I wanted to talk about this is because it's important to exercise and move your body. And it's important to take time for that. That's right. So um, talking about some of the myths when it comes to exercise. So mm-hmm. I'll just fire at you, Dr. Adam, and, and we'll just kind of go through mm-hmm. these explanations. So one of the common myths is um, if you don't exercise, your muscle will turn to fat. Yeah, that's that is a myth. Um, muscle tissue and fat tissue, two totally different types totally of different tissues. tissues. Um, the truth is when you don't exercise, those muscles will atrophy. And as they atrophy, typically, um, your body then is in a more chronic state. So that also then affects insulin levels. Your body does not, um, regulate insulin the same if you're not exercising the right way. And so when that happens, then your body has to store sugar somewhere because the insulin, the sugar storage, um, and so it, increases the fat content storage-wise in your body. So, yeah, it's not not converting from one to the other. Um, just one decreases and one, and increases. one increases. Yeah. So is it true that muscle burns more calories than fat, or can fat even burn calories? Well, you know, there's a lot of benefits to fat um, and obviously muscle, but, you know, I would say, and, and to put it quite simply, movement burns calories. Um, you know, energy, Mm -hmm. that's what it is. And, and even food can burn calories. You know, so when we are talking about burning, all of our cells are communicating at any given time. And again, it's the motion of those cells that create energy to either burn or not burn off fat. And so we have to have the cellular communication. And if not, obviously our metabolism is going to drop. And there's a lot of other factors that go into that, which we can talk about later too, the nutritional 
uh, side of, of exercise and, and what to eat, what not to eat, and how that works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so there's so many different types of exercise that people can do. So what's mm-hmm. one of the most important things for people to, to keep in mind when it comes to w- what should I do? Yeah, so honestly, what you should do, because everybody is, a, is in a different position. I and mean, we have some people that have bad knees, bad hips, bad shoulders, and they can't do certain exercises. If you can do anything, even if you're not if you're not doing anything, just at least getting out and starting to walk, you right. know, something simple. And, and if it hurts to go up and down stairs, try to obviously avoid those stairs. But even if you begin a simple process, and some people don't even, again, they don't like to exercise, they don't want to exercise. I say, even if you can just go sit out on the porch, just go outside for a moment, start off with maybe just getting outside. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're not even going for a walk, just getting outside, get out to the environment. And then next time, let's say you're going to walk a block and then try two blocks and and slowly progress. One of the yeah. reasons I, I think the, the hardest thing for people is they go out and they exercise and then they hurt so bad from the exercise, they don't want to do it anymore. Right. You know, Vince is over here pointing at himself. It's because, <laughs> hey, you're 26. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Seriously. Uh, but you you need to ease into this process. Right. And so you don't need to bite off more than you can chew. Like exactly. You don't need to go like. Join the CrossFit gym and do a full CrossFit workout. Like, start slow. Like, start slow. I think that can almost be overwhelming like. for people as well. I mean, it's almost daunting to think, like, what is it? Mm-hmm. It's where do I start? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's and the And I think a lot thing. of people, like, we have all these obstacles we have to get out of our own way when it comes to yeah. exercise. Amen. It's, um, I'm, I'm so out of shape, I don't know what I can do. Or I don't have time. Or yeah. a lot, And you have to just get out of your own headspace because I've been there before. I've done it so many times in yeah. my life where, you know, I'm like, um, well, I don't have an hour to work out. Right. Well, and you don't need an hour to work out. You don't need an hour to work out. And we're going to get to that uh, later on in, in the segments here. But I, I think one of the biggest things, like you said, is people will sit back and they create limitations even within themselves. You know, I don't have time to work out. I mm-hmm. I have this to do and this to do. And the truth is, if you don't begin to create movement in your life, movement in your body, you won't have time to do those other things that you're saying you can't stop to begin to exercise. Um, so we create these limitations. We got to begin to break those limitations and and actually begin to move forward um, and with movement. And I, I would say even getting a coach, you know, Dr. Kendra, at, at mm-hmm. your clinic. I mean, if it's because your knees hurt, to me, that's more of an excuse than a reason not to exercise. Right, because there's other options, and we can go over that. I mean, Absolutely. you can do water aerobics. There's so many different cycling. There's so many different things you can do if you have an achy joint or you have a disability. You can still get some kind of movement in your life. And that's what I want to advocate for today on the show that's is right. making exercise a part of your wellness and health routine, just like you eat every single day. You need to exercise and move your body. That's right. Okay, so we're coming up on a break. Vince, let me have you jump on the mic and tell them where we're going to be. And what All we're right. So, hey, Kansas City, I wanted to let you guys know that Dr. Kendra Pearson is actually in process of planning a huge women's wellness event. It's at Staley Farms, January 12th. We're going to be popping champagne. We're going to have fitness classes, dance classes, as well as some vendors out there. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, appetizers, things like that. So come out and join us. We're going to be having lots of fun people out there. Of course, as well, um, we're going to be at the block party at Zone 6 in the oh, yeah. end of Speaking October. Speaking of exercise. Exactly. And that's, you can actually come see where Dr. Pearson works out, meet her trainer, and maybe take that first step forward. Yeah. Okay. So stay tuned, Kansas City, as Dr. Adam and I come back and talk more about the different types of exercise and what you can do to keep your body moving. You don't want to miss it. Oh, I, I've been 
You're listening to The Wellness Advocate with Dr. Kendra Pearson. Welcome back, Kansas City. You're listening to The Wellness Advocate. I am your host, Dr. Kendra Pearson. And if you're just just tuning in, Dr. Adam Boonder and I are talking about exercise and how important it is for your health. And vitally de- important. Yes. Vitally important. Mm-hmm. And debunking a lot of the myths when it comes to exercise. We also have in studio Vince, and he's our marketing social How's media guru. How's it going, guru. Kansas City? Yep. He's finally able to talk because he's done Facebook living us. So, <laughs> Doing um, my job. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we know exercise is important to your health and we just become more and more sedentary in our lives here in America. And it's just caused so many chronic diseases and illnesses. Mm -hmm. So, but we have to get motivation to exercise. Right. And there's all kinds of excuses. I've been there. I've done Mm it. I will admit I haven't always been an avid, you know, athlete or exercise my whole life. Um, in high school I was a dancer. I was on the dance team in college. I, when my roommate was a runner, and she used to make me run with her, and that was exciting. <laughs> We're still friends, by the way. <laughs> but then there's this you know, portion of my life where you know, I was having kids, I was building my career, and I didn't work out. And I know the excuses, people. I know that you guys have probably said them. I don't mm-hmm. have enough time. Right. You know, I don't have an hour. Well, you know, we already talked about that last segment. You don't need an hour That's right. to but work then, out. But then again, people make time for things that matter. So you need to make it a priority. Right. It's all about headspace and what you truly want. But I was using that as literally an excuse. I had time. I was just saying that because I didn't want to do it. Right. Right. It's, you know, and and taking it and talking about the motivation of of working out. Trust me, I am not motivated to wake up at 430 in the morning to go work out. I'm not. I have to be inspired to actually get up and to work out. What is the purpose of me working out? Mm -hmm. Is it? just to build big muscles? Is it, you know, what is it that people are looking for? Um, I'm not sitting here saying that I've got these ginormous muscles. I'm just saying people have to think. That's why you're that on the radio. Actually, right. <laughs> he wants to look more like Jason Statham. <laughs> uh, he already does. But, but the, the, the point of exercise truly is different for every single person. I think that's what people need to right. realize. What's your motivation? What is What is it truly that you want to get out of it? Because and I get this from a lot of females. It's like, well, I don't want to look like a bodybuilder when I go to exercise. And the truth is that's that has nothing to do with it. And, and you can still lift heavy weights and not look like a bodybuilder, as crazy right. as that is. Well, it takes a lot of work to look like a bodybuilder. Yes. So if you're having trouble motivating yourself just to go for a walk, you're not going to look like a bodybuilder. Yeah, yeah, like you got to hit the gym for hours and hours to look like that. But you're right. You mean asking yourself, like, what's what's my purpose? Is it vanity? And it's fine if it's vanity. That's yeah. fine. It, let it be vanity. You know, mm-hmm. you want to lose weight. or Feel better in your own skin. Yeah. Better, yeah. In your better in your clothes. Or yeah. is it for cardiovascular health? Like you were right. one of those people who unfortunately make healthcare decisions once they're faced with a life or death a situation or a crisis in the ER. Yeah. Maybe had a heart attack or, you know, now I need to start walking daily. Cardiovascular health, you know, whether it's for joint pain, moving yeah. actually helps arthritis and That's joint right. pain getting out and exercising. And that's where I'd say, you know, find find a health advocate, somebody that's going to help you through that process if you are dealing mm-hmm. with joint pain and issues there. You know, one of the big ones that I always I hear too is, you know, well, I, I'm i skinny. Why do I need to work out? 
Ah, you well, just we've already talked about this, but <laughs> right. the way you look has absolutely nothing to do with absolutely your health. Nothing. It's health is how your body functions, mm-hmm. not how you look on the outside. And um, if you ever go back Kansas City and listen to podcasts, a great example is that of that is um, there's a podcast where we talked with Dr. Chris Zeno, mm-hmm. who was uh, a cover of Men's Health. What was he, oh, Mister yeah. Mister America? Mister America, two times yeah. in the '90s. That's right. Definition of health, if you want to define it by how people look. He right. looked amazing, but he was actually very sick inside. So, yeah. at the end of the day, the way you look on the outside has nothing to do with your well, overall health. And, and I've always said, you know, you our, our definition, our perception is looking at Men's Health magazine and Women's Health magazine, and we see. Uh, these physiques, and we see these people, and we think that is how we define health. The problem is in America today is people are just dying younger, looking better. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and so, <laughs> so we're, we're obviously not always doing the right thing. That's why we're here to bring this forward and um, going into some of the different myths as well. Yeah, you know, one of the things that I like, you know, exercise is the single best way to lose weight. Um, we have to understand that our nutrition is vitally important, yes. um, and even when we exercise, because there's not any one magic bullet. There's not one magic bullet. And, and in fact, you cannot outwork what you put into your body if you're putting bad stuff in. That's, that's a big misconception. Oh, I can eat McDonald's today because I'm going to go work out for an hour. It does not work that way. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you want to make Unless sure you're that Michael you're- Michael Phelps and you're burning like yeah. 12,000 calories a day. Yeah, I can go into <laughs> the, the whole concept of the, uh, of the Olympics with- but we're not all athletes. Michael Phelps, right? <laughs> right. You know, and, and, you know, how they, they advertise, you know, McDonald's as the sponsor and these athletes are eating McDonald's. I guarantee you Olympic level athletes are not eating McDonald's to fuel their right. body. They right. might have a fry. Well, they might. They might. <laughs> um, but another myth is, you know, obviously, what do you eat? When do you eat? How do you exercise? Right. Because that's another common excuse I hear from people, too. I can't exercise because I just ate or right. I can't exercise because I haven't eaten. Yeah. So let's debunk that myth right now. Yeah. So one of the things that, that I tell people that honestly, the best time to exercise or, or how you eat, because we've been told, well, eat before you exercise right. or carb load or whatever. Carb load or yeah. sometimes eat during. Um, and then they're like, well, I have to take a protein shake or something afterwards. Actually, for the best benefits for your body to gain lean muscle, which helps to rev up the metabolism, is to actually go into exercise fasting. So not to eat anything. Right. Um, drinking fluids, obviously, while you're exercising, but not actually eating something afterwards either. And I know that's a big one. People are like, what? Um, especially some of these, you know, major athletes. And again, you have to look. I'm talking about the everyday person. Yeah. To get the best benefits, you know, people will down a, a protein shake. Well, concentrated protein, like whey protein, mm-hmm. actually raises insulin levels. And if you truly want to gain muscle... You want to actually suppress those insulin levels. Which is kind of opposite of what we've been told for so long, that you need an insulin spike to retain muscles. We're here to debunk some myths, right? Um, And so when you're actually not having that insulin spike, it actually allows your body to increase the growth hormone, which that growth hormone then promotes muscle Mm -hmm. strength, muscle gains. And, And the truth is getting in those nutrients right after a workout, you have to realize that digestion within your body takes about 24 hours. So right. it's not going to digest it right away. It's what you ate the day before that's going to be- benefit you that day that you're actually exercising. So if you're doing practicing what you practice, Dr. Adam, which is intermittent fasting, meaning mm-hmm. you're not eating until 2 p.m., so mm-hmm. what you're eating between 2 p.m. and 7 or 8 p.m. that night, mm-hmm. then the next morning you're working out at 4.30. So that's what's right. affecting you. Exactly. So you're working out fasting mm-hmm. 4, 35 o'clock in the morning, and yeah. you're not eating until 2 p.m. Exactly. And then, of course, Dr. Adam, didn't you have a background in personal training and Olympic weightlifting as well? 
Yeah, I was a personal trainer before I actually went to chiropractic school through college. I did Olympic weightlifting. Uh, I went to collegiate nationals uh, with that for three years in a row. So I've been through the world of, of exercise for, for quite a while in That's nutrition. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So another myth is when's the best time to work out? Um, from the research that I've done, what I recommend is working out in the morning, uh, quite honestly, because you're coming off of fasting. Right. From the sleep. And so your insulin levels are more regulated. They're lower. Um, your growth hormone is actually highest in the morning. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and, and honestly, the best thing to gain muscle gains, lean muscle, uh, more than the food that you're putting in afterwards is actually proper rest. Right. Okay. And then also don't use that as an excuse. Don't say, oh, I didn't work out in the morning, so I'm not going to work out at all because Dr. Adams said that that's the best time. No, it's the best it's time, not the, not the only, only time. time. Okay. <laughs> we're heading up on a break, Vince. I'll give you a second. Sure. If you want to learn more about Dr. Adam and follow him on social media, give him a follow on Instagram. His tag is healthrebellionkc. And then, of course, with Dr. Kendra Pearson, give her a follow on Facebook at Dr. Kendra Pearson. We've set up a page on there to, for our listeners to go on to suggest topics, ask questions. And then, of course, last but not least, you can also follow Dr. Pearson on Instagram at KC Wellness Advocate. Okay, so when we come back, I want to expand a little bit more on when the best time to work out, because actually there are some benefits to working out in the evening if that is something that you choose to do, and I'll expand on that as well. So stay tuned, Kansas City. You don't want to miss it. You're listening to The Wellness Advocate with Dr. Kendra Pearson. Welcome back, Kansas City. You're listening to The Wellness Advocate. I'm your host, Dr. Kendra Pearson. And if you're just tuning in, uh, we are in studio with Dr. Adam Boonder. Hello. And then also Vince, our marketing guru. Hey, hey, hey. And today we're talking about exercise and debunking those exercise myths and advocating for how important it is to have exercise and movement as part of your overall health and wellness routine. And as we ended last segment, Dr. Adam and I were talking about when the best time to exercise is. And like Dr. Adams said, in the morning is the best time because we talked about being in a fasting state while you exercise is extremely beneficial. Right. We also said that's when your growth hormone is the highest. Right. But I want to stress a very important fact that just because you don't have time to exercise in the morning is not your excuse to not do it, yes. which we love excuses and we love any reason. Our brain is trained to hone in on that. Oh, well, I didn't have time this morning because my t- kids took a little longer to get on the bus and I missed it. So forget it. No, you can still exercise. Just do it before you get the kids up and then you're good to go. Right. right. Well, life can happen. You <laughs> know right. what? And if it doesn't end up happening in the morning, doesn't is not your excuse to skip it. You can really exercise any time of the day. That's right. And if that's the only time you have, that is, that is not your excuse to not do it if it happens to be after work or in the evening. In fact, there are some health benefits to exercising in the afternoon and there are some advantages there to give um, kind of a different take on it. But in the afternoon, um, one of the things is your hormones are more in balance Mm -hmm. in the afternoon for when you exercise. Another good thing is like your circadian rhythm. Mm -hmm. Because of that circadian rhythm, that's why your hormones are in more of a balanced state in the afternoon. So if you exercise in the afternoon, that can help. They've done studies that show that people that exercise in the afternoon sleep better at night. So if you're having trouble sleeping at night, exercise in the afternoon could be something for you as well. But you want to make sure you're not exercising too close to bedtime because that can maybe keep you from being able to fall asleep. So at least give two or three hours before bedtime to end 
that workout. Yeah, I'm, I kind of think about this in the way of, you know, I have four children, you have two. Mm-hmm. How fun is it when you're going to the park and they're running all over the place and, and we look at each other's parents and we're like, they're going to sleep well tonight. Oh, I love yeah, that. Right? <laughs> yeah, right? They're yeah. going to sleep well. It, it's because we're we're getting that energy out, you mm-hmm. know, and we are. We're working our body. Our body has to repair. And when it needs to repair, that's when that sleep does that for us. And so it does help us to get into a deeper sleep when we are exercising. In fact, one of the things that we were talking about is uh, brain function, right, with exercise and what the mm-hmm. research has been showing um, and how we think of uh, there's all these different apps now with brain games that yeah, we can you do wanna, puzzles. You, Alzheimer's is becoming and dementia is becoming a big thing and nobody wants, everyone wants to avoid it. And so mm-hmm. they you need to exercise your brain. Maybe the best thing is crossword puzzles or reading. Yeah. But actually studies show that physical movement of your body and exercise of your body actually exercises your brain. Absolutely. Um, there's a few different articles that are out there. Um, some of them from a while ago uh, that I've read, but uh, just the movement patterns of our spine through walking can actually decrease the risk for Alzheimer's and dementia I believe it's somewhere between 58 and 68%, just the movement patterns, because it's creating neurological function. It's the connection between our brain and our body. Um, The other part of that is actually increased oxygen. When we exercise, we are increasing oxygen uptake Mm -hmm. within our body, and so that oxygen getting to the brain helps with cognitive performance. But I think one of the biggest ones that a lot of people don't realize is this thing that they're terming now type 3 diabetes. And you heard me right. I said type 3 diabetes. Because our brain also releases insulin, okay? Insulin is an aging hormone. We all know that because diabetics, when they have too much insulin, their capillaries, their nerves age too fast. That's why they get diabetic neuropathy, this numbness and the tingling in their fingers and their toes. What happens now when our brain has too much insulin? The same thing. The neurology begins to die. The vascular system begins to die. And so that's where they're saying this type 3 diabetes. So as we begin to exercise, again, it balances out our insulin levels. That's where we talk about the fasting, the oxygen uptake, Mm -hmm. increasing blood supply. Blood supply, what? It it brings nutrients to our cells, including our brain. So that's why these movement patterns of exercise, even as simple as walking. So you heard me. You don't have to go to a CrossFit gym. You don't have to be lifting heavy weights. We do recommend some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. But quite honestly, just the walking movement patterns help to decrease the risks for things like Alzheimer's and dementia, these neurocognitive uh, deficiencies. That's, and it's very important to just do what you can do, which brings me to my next topic I want to make sure I mm-hmm. talk to you guys about is, is time. You know, you don't have to jump on the stair climber for 60 minutes. You don't have That's to right. run for 60 minutes. You can get very benefit, lots of benefits from just short periods of working out. Right. Like HIIT training. Yeah. Like 20 minutes, like 15 minutes even. Yeah. So HIIT training is, is not you going around and hitting people um, or hitting <laughs> things necessarily. Um, you could. You could go to like the title boxing and things mm-hmm. like that. But title boxing and uh, different gyms like CrossFit. Uh, Vince, you were mentioning a few different. Like nine um, rounds. Yeah, nine, nine rounds. Of course, a lot of people are going to Health House, and they're based out in Prairie Village and Leewood. Oh, there's so many options for They're a rowing team. gym, yeah. Orange Theory. Orange so Theory is a, a big lot one of as these, well. And a lot of these places, that brings up a point, too. Find something that you love. You know, if right. you enjoy doing a certain type of exercise, there are so many places out there. But that HIT exercise is a high-intensity type of exercise. It's high-intensity, short duration. I go back to the kids' example. When my kids are playing at the playground and they want to play monster with me, so I'm the monster, I'm chasing them, what do we do? We run from point A to point B, mm-hmm. we stop. We run from point A to point B, we stop. That basically 
is HIIT training. It's high intensity, short duration. Mm -hmm. And so you don't have to work out for an hour. In fact, that's a whole other myth that you've got to work out for an hour to an hour and a half to get the benefits of exercise. Now, I will say I, I do recommend, you know, when we are burning off sugar stores, it takes about 30 minutes for your body to burn off the sugar stores within the muscle. Um, and then past that, you're beginning to burn fat, um, which right. that's what we want, right? But when we do the high intensity, it'll actually burn off those sugar stores faster, which is then going to increase the growth hormone, begin to burn fat faster. So you can literally exercise in 10 to 15 minutes a day and get right. the same benefits, actually better benefits than what we think of for exercising for an hour to an hour and a half. Right. So you don't need a lot of time. And if you Google HIIT training, you can find all kinds of different exercises that you can do for your time period. If you've got 12 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, I got 20 minutes to work out, you can actually yeah. get a lot of benefits. So don't use time as an excuse yeah. as well. So Vince, you started to hit on it and I want to expand on this because exercising needs to be enjoyable. Sure. I don't want it to be you know, a burden. I don't want it to be dragging butt. I almost said the A word, dragging butt to the gym, you know, <laughs> and dreading it. You can actually, there's so many things out there that can be something that you love. Sure. So like, like there's the rowing gym, which is yeah, really health cool. house. They're, they're really blown up. Of course, orange series growing up as well or yeah. blown up as well. Kind of that group fitness class thing is yeah, getting if you really like people. Yeah, like working out with a group. They used to have curves and they used Correct. to have like the circuit training. Correct. They maybe I say well, used to have cool, curves. They still have curves. The I'm cool sure. Thing, the cool <laughs> thing about Orange Series is that they give you a heart rate monitor when you enter the class and you do a competition. So for people who are highly competitive, right. it allows them to go into a, com a competitive environment and really kind of show out essentially, you know, or, or at mm -hmm. least try to. So oh, so it's not like whose heart stops first. Correct. Oh, okay, correct. Gotcha. Right. But then of course, like there's other places. I mean, like for instance, Fusion Fitness is a women's based. Mm -hmm. uh, fitness facility. They're based in Leewood and Overland Park as well. And they're doing amazing. They have 430 workout classes. And of course, Darby there is amazing as well. So they also have, um, I have a good friend of mine from high school and she owns a running gym. Uh, oh, very nice. Yeah. And I can't think of the name of it. I'll post it on my social media if I think of the name of it off the top of my head. But um, she has a running gym uh, downtown where you can learn to run a correctly and they do running classes. So if running is something you want to learn to do or incorporate, there's gyms like that. Well, Right. Yeah. And then, of course, non-traditional. I mean, a lot of people will take like a hip hop class or a mm -hmm. dance class, something that's fun and gets oh, them up Zumba's moving. Zumba's always fun, stuff exactly. like that. Yeah. Um, now, they, my sister does uh, the bar method, pure yeah. bar, because mm -hmm. she was a dancer in high school, just like I was as well. And yeah. she was in college, too. And so it's kind of like ballet, sort of. Like uh, I, I've never done it myself. I need to try it because yeah. she loves it's it so much. Fun. But you yeah. can find something you love. You, you want to bike. You want to walk. You want to just play with your kids. Get the yeah. kids out to the playground and chase them around. And I think one of the best things, too, is, I mean, for me, I love nature. You know, there's mm -hmm. nothing like just being outside, doing some exercise, walking with the family in the evening, walking with your spouse. Well, um, well yeah. if you want to be outside and be working out as well, there's a lot of cool things that you can do here in Kansas City, like uh, City Gym. And even Zone 6 do uh, yoga at Berkeley Riverfront. Mm -hmm. you to be outside, see the beauty of the city, but still do something fun as well. Absolutely. Yeah, there was a, um, a movie with, a, was it Yes Man with, um, yes. with Jim Carrey? Uh -huh. And they had that running, they were taking pictures while they run. Yes. <laughs> you never know, Kansas City might find stuff like that as well. Um, but yeah, just get out with your family. My husband and I and the kids, we get out at least once a week. We take the kids to the trail. My daughter's seven. My son is 12. My daughter rides her bike. Mm -hmm. I run. My husband jogs and throws the football to my son back and forth while they kind of run and jog. And we yeah. all have fun. Then we go out to dinner afterwards and we go home and it's, you know, it's yeah. a good evening spent with them and gets the kids outside and off the iPads. And Absolutely. And I will, you know, I'm going to put a plug in too. I, I have done a lot of CrossFit 
And a lot of people get scared of going into a gym like that. If you're finding the right gym, I've worked out at MC CrossFit 913. Now, the great thing is that when you go into those, it doesn't matter your age. They will scale everything to what you need. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I love about those gyms, just like these others, is it's, it is community-based. Oh, yeah. Brady, right. so, Brady and the team at MC CrossFit are amazing. They're incredible. Yeah, and I've been there before where I'm like, I can't go to the gym because I can't hang with those people. Those people, you know, the, the good-looking athletic types. <laughs> But the gyms aren't like that, and you kind of get got to right. get over your fears. Zone Six is a wonderful gym that and they they is have very the, friendly exactly, and, and they have one of the most state of the art uh, personal training facilities in Kansas City. So I mean, if you really want to take it to the next level, I would highly suggest Dr. Kendra's uh, personal trainer, Mary. Yeah, Mary, is Mary, the bomb. Mary, ask for Mary John; she'll take care of you. I'm sure we'll be into shape. She'll beat you up a little bit. <laughs> okay, so Vince, jump on and tell them where we're going to be. Of course, uh, Dr. Kendra is going to be hosting a Dinner with the Doc September 25th at 6.30. We're going to have details on the location to follow. But if you'd like to get signed up, give us a call at our office, 816-452-4488. It allows Dr. Pearson to get into the community, teach a little bit about her beliefs and use her knowledge. And then, of course, she wants to challenge our listeners to take a shift in their thinking and be more proactive with their health. Okay, so Kansas City, as we come back, as we're heading into this break, Dr. Adam and I are going to break a couple more myths when it comes to exercise. You definitely don't want to miss it. And then we want to give you some really good tools of how you can get started if you really have not been working out. So stay tuned, Kansas City. I need you. You're listening to The Wellness Advocate with Dr. Kendra Pearson. Welcome back, Kansas City. You're listening to The Wellness Advocate. I'm your host, Dr. Kendra Pearson, and I'm in studio with my good friend, Dr. Adam Boonder. Hello. And then also Vince, our marketing guru. How's it going? And today we are talking about exercise and how important it is for your health. And we've been actually debunking a lot of myths. So as we get started in this segment, Dr. Adam, you and I were talking about during the break is your body mass index or your BMI. Because this is what a lot of people, you know, they're like, oh, they plug in the calculation and they're morbidly obese or obese, but we want to debunk that myth. Yeah, I I think one of the the hardest things is in our traditional medical system, um, they're still going by the exact same testing as they have for the last however many years. It's, okay, if your body mass index says this, then you're uh, within the right range. You know, and unfortunately... That is a very inaccurate way to tell how healthy somebody is. Uh, I have a couple examples. One of my good friends, he's about six foot two. He went in and he exercises every single day. He eats, you know, great food, very healthy. In fact, all of his lab tests came back perfect. But his doctor walks in and he goes, "Um, yeah, your BMI uh, says that you're obese. This guy is like 15% body fat. And he goes, so, you know, you maybe need to watch your sodium intake or you need to watch. And he's sitting here thinking, what? And his doctor that it's talking to him is overweight and not fit. And, you know, even for myself, when I was in college, I weighed about 215 pounds. I'm barely 5'9", but I was at 10% body fat. My BMI considered me morbidly obese, which that is why that system is is so wrong and you know, it, it can be a, uh, for some people, it can be a good wake-up call. You have to look then further than just a number. And I think right. that's really where it comes down to is um, there There's are some There's no people, way using that calculation to get the actual composition of your body. Exactly. And so one of the things that's recommended to actually be more accurate is um, actually just waist, uh, measuring your waistline 
And so you can actually get a tape measure, measure the waistline, um, and then check your uh, waist to hip ratio, and then your height to waist ratio. And it actually begins to give you kind of more of an overall picture of what your health is like. And and so you can put those numbers, there's different charts and graphs, mm-hmm. um, but it definitely is, is a better rate of, of telling. And, and honestly, it's, it, it's again, I, I try to tell people this because for some people, that's their gold standard. Um, but yeah. you have to look at every aspect of your health, not just that number. How are you eating? How are you moving? Don't just go by your BMI. And how about like there's more technology and there's even these scales like the Tanita Fit Scan or yeah. an in-body testing like Zone 6 has there. We have a Tanita yeah. Fit Scan in the office. It can get more accurate. Absolutely. In fact, you can even go into um, some of like complete nutrition, mm-hmm. uh, some of these uh, supplement places, and they'll have Tanita scans right there. That can I, Now, again, and that's not the place that I always recommend to go um, just mm-hmm. to get that information. Um, some of the people that work there may be certified nutritionists, but I would talk to your doctor. That or I, I mean, I would take the opportunity to go into a gym and consult with a personal trainer. I mean, Zone 6, for instance, offers a health consultation when you go in and meet with one of their personal trainers. Yeah. They'll do the fit scan. They'll mm-hmm. do some tests on you and kind of let you know where you're at and what the steps would need to be moving forward. And well, that's that, kind of the first step for I was a lot saying, of people. I that's, that's a great thing because most of these gyms, they'll do a free consultation. Mm-hmm. They'll sit down with you. They'll go through it. Um, and so, and I would say going into a gym, if, if they offer that, take it, even if you don't begin there, you can at least get a baseline of understanding where you're at. Yeah. Every, you know, journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step. So get in, get that first step, get Mm -hmm. that wake up call. And when we talk about BMI, like if that's your goal, you're working out and you're like, I'm not, my BMI, it's not changing. At the end of the day, if you exercise and move your body, your body will see a positive benefit from it. That's right. You will get a health benefit, whether it's not visual, you know, like yeah. my body isn't changing or the scale's not dropping. You know, your body is still healing and there's still yeah. benefit happening in your body. Well, the, <laughs> sorry, that made me think of something and mm-hmm. I laughed just a moment. But, you know, I always hear people say, well, muscle weighs more than fat. <laughs> so when you're when you're obviously starting to work out, they're like, well, I, I, I weigh more because of this. But the question is, Dr. Kendra, which weighs more, a pound of fat or a pound of muscle? Right. <laughs> That's it's, like that old thing, you know, like what weighs more, a pound of feathers right. or a pound of lead? <laughs> right. But some people, quite honestly, they'll may gain weight when they begin to exercise because they are putting on muscle and that fat might not be burned off yet. Mm-hmm. And so what I say is don't get discouraged by that, but also begin to look at what are you eating? You know, right. how are you then exercising? Are you doing it through the fasting phase? Are you throwing those shakes down and spiking the insulin levels? Uh, but there's so many things, and I think one of the things right. we really want to touch on in the end of this segment is, you know, how do we begin to implement this and what are some strategies too, right? Right. So strategies to exercising, I think number one is figuring out, uh, and we touched on this a little bit as we've talked today. Mm-hmm. So if you're just tuning in Kansas City, we're talking about exercise and how important it is for your health. And yeah. what we want to make sure we talk about is how you can get started. But number one, why do you want to exercise, right? Yeah. Is it because you want to add it into your health routine? You're not currently exercising and uh, Dr. Adam and I got through to you and and you're like, okay, I have to add this to my health routine if I want to be healthy overall. That's a very good reason. Right. Is it vain? And it's perfectly fine if it's vain. It's if it's because you want to look better, you want to fit in your clothes better, that's a, that's a very well, good reason there's, as well. There's a massive psychological side to this as well. You know, mm-hmm. we, it, we, I mean, even the, the physical appearance, we see all these things. And honestly, and, and I hate to say this, but we live in a society where that visual is so important. Right. So... Um, but yeah, finding that why. Are you doing this because you have a family history of cancer or heart disease or diabetes and you want right. to break that trend? Mm-hmm. You know, find a big why 
to move forward. Yeah. So you have that motivation. Mm -hmm. And then the important thing getting started is that you don't have to dedicate a full hour every day. You don't have to find that in your schedule. We talked about how you can get massive benefits from exercise in a short period of time with high-intensity interval training. You can have 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes yep. and get a very good benefit for your body. Absolutely. So just because maybe you missed that opportunity, like you had an hour set aside to work out and then things got away from you and 30 or 40 minutes goes by, doesn't mean you just skip it for the day. Yeah. You can get, do a little. Get 15 minutes in and it, mm -hmm. it can be simple. If you work at a place with stairs, go up and down the stairs two or three times. That's mm -hmm. enough to get some movement. But I mean, I think one of the key things too is dedicating a time to the exercise. Plan ahead. Plan ahead. Lay your workout clothes out the night before. That's right. Get prepared so mm -hmm. you minimize your excuses because you're, you will make excuses. Your, yeah. your mind will do it to you <laughs> Automatically, subconsciously. Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, you can be like, oh, you know, I didn't get enough sleep last night, so I'm going to skip it. Or, you or, know, I didn't get to eat breakfast. And we talked right. about how actually fasting exercise is very beneficial for yeah. you. Well, you don't have to cram in food right before you exercise. That's right. You know, first we form our habits, then our habits form us. And we have to get into that routine, try to make it as consistent as possible. And if you do that, it will happen. The mm -hmm. results that you want will happen. You know, I, I can't remember the phrase, but they're talking about, you know, consistency, you know, creating consistency and endurance is something that's rare, right. you know, to continue to push through something. So begin to build endurance. That doesn't mean running for forever, but endurance in your routine. Yeah. So start small. Walk to the end of the driveway. Walk to the end of the block. Do that. Um, if you have aches and pains, consult your doctor. You mm -hmm. can come into our clinic. You can see your physician. You can say, hey, I have my knees are sore. What are some exercises you can do? We can do you can do water aerobics. There's so many different things that you can do. It's just about making the decision that you're going to do it and making it happen. OK, so thank you so much for tuning in. This has been an awesome show. Vince, I'm going to let you get on and tell them where we're going to be. Sure. Uh, Dr. Pearson is actually in the process of scheduling some shop with the doc events with her friends at Terra Health Market out in Independence. She's going to be out there doing a class on probably the ketogenic diet, mm -hmm. as well as doing a walk around the store and allowing people to see how easy it is to actually be keto. Last but not least, Dr. Dr. Uh, Boonder had an, had an amazing seminar at Dr. Pearson's clinic in Gladstone this week. And we're actually going to be scheduling some more stem cell informational seminars for the 1st of October and 2nd of October. Right. And then, Vince, do we have a dinner with the doc coming up, too? Once again, Dinner with the Doc, September 25th at 6.30. We'll have more information coming up on the uh, location and venue. And 816-452-4488 uh, to reserve your seat. It's going to be awesome. We can talk more about exercise if you like as well. But this was a really awesome show. Thank you so much, Dr. Adam. Thank you, Vince, yeah. for helping me out. Love and appreciate you all. Thank you so much, Kansas City. You're listening to The Wellness Advocate with Dr. Kendra Pearson.